Welcome to Thoughts Off the Stem. <laughs> I'm Justin Baroni, and today we're smoking in the bong and the joint because I had to switch it up. I've been smoking way too many Indicas, and I'm trying to get more into having some sativas that I like as well. <clears throat> so today in the bong and the joint, we're smoking Pedro Sweet Sativa by Color Cannabis. Now, I have to say, I literally just bought this before I did this, so I haven't really tried it yet, but I've been wanting to try it for a while because everybody at the shop keeps telling me how good it is, and some other people have tried it too, and like customers, and they've told me that it's pretty good, so I figured I'd check it out. And since I really enjoyed Color Space Cake, I figured I would give it a shot. Um, yeah, well, this is what I could tell you about it. Okay, so the nugs are nice and big. They're fluffy, they're fresh, they're not crunchy or crisp, um, and they smell like, well, if you're my age, if you're about 40, you'll re you'll notice that they smell kind of like, th they smell sweet, but then they also have that like weed smell from when you were a kid. You know what I mean? Do you, remember, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so it really like, as soon as I smelled the bag, I was like, oh, that's the stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm excited to smoke it and see what happens. So I think it, uh, I think it'll be, excuse me, be pretty good. And on top of that. So a bunch of customers come in and they constantly buy this Collective Project Blood Orange Yuzu and Vanilla drink. Okay, it is, let me see, 10 milligrams of THC and 10 milligrams of CBD. Apparently it tastes like a creamsicle. I don't know, but we're about to find out. <laughs> so that's what we're doing this session. Oh, yeah, and also the uh, Pedro Sweet Sativa is coming in at... Let me see here. I think it is 19 or 20% THC, maybe 22 at the highest. But the best part about these color ones, like I'm telling you, is that they have the terpene profile on the back. And from the terpene profile, if you've been paying attention to it, if you listen to the uh, terp episode that I did, episode that I did, um, it really has an effect on your high. So pay attention to what the terpene profile is, because depending on what terps are in it, you can sort of figure out uh, or potentially figure out what kind of high you're going to get out of it and how it's going to react with you. So one of the things that I'm nervous about in this is uh, farnesine, because it seems like all the sativas that I've smoked with farnesine in it um, give me a bit of a headache at the like on the come down. So I have to ha I have to smoke a little bit more so that doesn't happen. So we'll see what happens with this because it is like the second highest percentage terp in the whole in the uh, in the makeup of this plant so yeah I'm kind of excited I, I want to see if it uh, if it does what I think it's gonna do which I think is it's gonna make me a little bit wild like not wild but you know energetic and bouncy <laughs> let's call it that you know um, as far as the collective project I don't know if it's like an indica or a sativa or a hybrid or what but um, this drink is the equivalent of 5.2 grams of dried cannabis so I'm not gonna drink it as fast as I did as the uh, as the uh, what is it XMG drink that I tried like a few uh, again a few sessions ago where uh, it was a mango one and it was a lot to drink in 20 minutes and this can's double that size so we'll find out but thank you for joining me Justin Baroni on your Friday cheers to you yeah you're starting your weekend off right, baby, and joining the sesh with your friendly neighborhood pothead. <laughs> so I've been watching a lot of, uh, if you have Disney Plus, you, they have, they have uh, National Graphic, um, 
National Geographic. That's it. Okay, so this sativa is pretty good. It's starting to set in. I like it. <laughs> it feels like it's going to be a giggle fest. I don't know if I'll get through this. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but I've been watching uh, National Geographic on the Disney Channel. As you can tell by my perma smile that's starting. <laughs> if you're watching this, you get the luxury. If you're listening, know that I have a really big smile. And I'm hoping that you can hear it through my words. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been watching a lot of National Geographic's... Uh, what is it? Animal Fight Club. <laughs> Basically what it is, is it's just a bunch of different animal fights. So like everything from like bears to moose to giraffes to elephants to alligators. And it's like a pairing of all the different things. They do fish too, dude. So there's even like octopus fights, which are fucking crazy and terrifying. And it makes every movie that I've ever seen about underwater stuff that much scarier. Because <laughs> octopus have... You know, they obviously have their legs with their suction cups, but they have a little beak inside them. That That's what they do. They pick up their prey, they draw them in, and then they pow all over, <laughs> all over them with the beak, so they're done. It's It would be the most terrifying death, I think, possible. Like, other than maybe drowning or suffocating, because those are my other two, like, scary ones, right? So they're fucking... There been oh my god it does taste dude okay I just took a sip of this blood orange yuzu and vanilla it literally tastes like a creamsicle it's got a you know a fizzy flavor to it um because it's a you know it's carbonated it's like a pop but the aftertaste is all creamsicle oh my god yeah I can see why people really enjoy that drink holy shit that's good wow yeah collective project yuzu or blood orange yuzu and vanilla. Dude, it's delicious. Oh my god, all I can taste is creamsicle. And it pairs nicely with that sativa. Because <laughs> the sativa is kind of sweet. Pedro sweet sativa. And yeah, so that's good. So anyway, alright, getting back. Let's light these joints before I get into these animal fights. Because, so, the three that stuck out in my mind was... I'll save the best one for last. So the, <laughs> so the first one was um, kangaroo fights. First of all, you're looking at, damn it, I rolled it loose again. I just lit the joint. I hope you light your joints. Uh, <coughs> there it is. <laughs> A little nugget at the back of the throat. Okay, so kangaroos. <laughs> so the kangaroos are awesome because they're like, what, six feet plus tall, like maybe six, three, size of a man. They use their tails to hold themselves up so that when they clash together, not only are they boxing, but they'll like wail on you with their giant legs right and their giant leg muscles are attached there's a specific type of muscle where as the foot recoils it generates more and more power for the release and then like boom that shit will blow your back out fuck porn <laughs> take a shot from a goddamn kangaroo with their foot not even their fist you know and they will not stop like they'll beat your ass <laughs> So that was the first one that stuck out because I was like, God damn, these guys just, it looked like watching a human with a tail, like MMA fight, essentially, without the jujitsu. It was just a straight, well, a karate fight or a kickboxing fight. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. They're also jacked, like, they're full, like, they're, they're ripped, dude. Like, <laughs> it's the, it's other than a gorilla, okay? It's the only other animal that I've seen that had more muscle than, like, a bodybuilder. You know what I mean? Or matched it. Like, oh my god. So big. 
And again, I know it's a fucking animal, so there's a difference. But I'm saying. So the second one that I thoroughly enjoyed, because again, I thought it was pretty. This one I thought was pretty funny. So penguins, they can't fly. They're flippers. I said this in a couple episodes too. Like there used to be giant penguins, six foot, six foot five. No, six foot. 250 pound penguins back in the day that's right they were that big dude that's like that's a penguin that's like a running back but can't run but it'll slap the shit out of you with their fin their wing <laughs> because the wings are designed because they don't fly are designed to like help them control themselves on the ground right but they're also their weapons so when they get into a fight for territory or over a woman or whatever they're slapping the shit out of each other and all I could think was, like I said a couple episodes ago, was like, imagine that. Because it looks funny when they're little. <laughs> like, when they're little itty bitty, like they look like a, you know, a baby bird flapping around and swat swatting at shit. So, but the clap, the clap when they hit each other, dude, is so loud. It's like, you know those clappers you get at like uh, baseball, or you used to, I don't know if you get them anymore, but they're two hands and they slap together. It was as loud as that, or like two boards clashing together if you were pretending to have a sword fight kind of shit, okay? <laughs> so that one made me laugh because like all I could think was like, these things are so little, I wonder if it would actually hurt. They could break your leg at the size that they're at now. Imagine what a 250 pound, six foot penguin could do. And knock your head right off your fucking body. Split you in two. <laughs> like, so yeah, that's the penguin one. <laughs> the best out of all the fights that I saw. Okay, and there's a lot. Like there's a lot of alligators. There's sharks fighting alligators. There's fish fighting octopus. There's fish fighting fish, there's birds fighting birds, there's birds fighting alligators. Like, there's a cross of everything, okay? And then, there was a beetle. <laughs> and this little beetle, I'm, I think it was in the rainforest, but I was pretty high when I was watching it, so I'm not totally sure. But, they dwell in trees, okay? And what they do during mating season is they climb up to a branch that they see a female on, or like one where... Uh, yeah, where they see a female on. So they go up to this branch and they try to get the female's attention, right? But like all of the male beetles are trying to do the same thing. So they're all going to the same branch. So they essentially have to have a WWF or WWE style like tree branch match. <laughs> and they fight like that too because they can't, you know, they can't like punch or hit each other. So they have these two giant horns that come straight out of their head. They look like might like miniature moose horns like massive okay and they fight with that and they use the horns to, like pick the other guy up and throw him around or like hit him and stab him and all this stuff with their head <laughs> okay so what they do when they come together i need a puff of the joint so what they do when they come together is they have their two little horns Okay, if you can't see this, I'm using my hands to demonstrate. <laughs> so my hands are my beetles, and then I have my two, like, main finger, index fingers on each hand pointing out like a horn. And they come together, boo 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 boo, bam, and they clash, and they try to rip each other's heads off <laughs> with their horns, okay? <clears throat> the ultimate goal is that you're not, they, <clears throat> they're not necessarily trying to kill each other. 
What they're trying to do is flip the other one out of the tree so that you are the king of the branch, right? But it's just an onslaught of beetle after beetle after beetle. So the, the guy, the little beetle that they, that they were following is up there. He takes on the first dude, bow, and he crashes with him. And then here's the thing. So not, like I said, not only do they, they don't necessarily try to kill each other, but if they have to, they will. Now, they don't, like, throw them to other branches. No, this is how they win, and it's literally a finishing move. This is why I say it's very WWE reminiscent, okay? Or reminiscent of WWE. Because these guys with their horns go, and once the other one loses its grip on the branch, they scoop it up, they pick it up, and they fucking suplex them off the tree. <laughs> they just chuck them. <laughs> They're like, okay, see you, buddy. You're out of here. And they throw him, and he falls, and he hits the ground at the bottom of the tree, and then, boom, he moves on. Because, like, the fall hurts them, but it doesn't kill them, okay? And they're really high up. Like, it would hurt and kill or kill us. <laughs> but they're a beetle. So, so then he fights, like, five different beetles that have all lined up to, like, tag in after the other one to come after him. So he has to do that. He has to suplex five beetles out of a fucking tree, okay? <laughs> when he wins, <laughs> he then goes over to the lady beetle and is like, hey, baby, what's up? <laughs> right? And she's all like, no, go away, I don't like you. And then he's like, but you like me now? Look at me, I'm the winner. I suplex everybody out of the tree. <laughs> and then she's like, okay. <laughs> and then he bangs her, okay? And then what do you think he does with her? You think he's, she, he's not like, it's a beetle. So they're not like, hey, let's get married, you know, have kids and have, like, it's not a cartoon. They're not like, burrowing into the tree and they have like a little beetle house in there with all their kids and he's reading the paper later on no he then scoops her up <laughs> with his horns and then suplexes her out of the tree <laughs> so his whole thing is fight 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 fuck throw <laughs> now there is a reason for that and it's not just because he's a dick <laughs> okay they have to when the females um lay their eggs they have to f fertilize this specific tree or they have to lay it at the bottom of this specific tree because this, the nutrients from the roots and the ground around the tree give their, their eggs the uh, energy and nutrients that they need to grow. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was your life cycle? You get thrown out of a tree after you get banged, okay? You get thrown out of a tree, you end up at the bottom, you squirt out your babies, right? Now the next... It just repeats itself because then now you've done that you go around you get some food maybe have a nap right and then you got to climb back up the tree find a branch and do it all over again next mating season <laughs> like the i wonder how long i never i didn't pay attention long enough but i wonder how long the the, the these girl beetles last like how long do they live because they're constantly getting banged and then suplexed out of trees <laughs> i don't know i just thought it was fucking hilarious because I mean, first of all, animal fights are normally really violent, but this was literally a wrestling match. Like, sure, they were fighting and they were, like, hurting each other, but they weren't actively trying to hurt each other. They were just actively trying to take over the branch. Like, a wrestler just tries to take over the ring, right? He's like, I, all the moves are huge and grandiose and, like, it's tough to be, like, you can't, the normal person couldn't take that beating, right? But in terms of a fight fight, okay, in nature and even humans, like, there's MMA, 
where the tigers and the bears and the sharks and the lions and all those guys, like the brutal, like bloodlust kind of animal, that's our equivalent are those guys, right? Because like they have that mentality of like, I'm the best, I'm the most dominant. And then you have like, like the wrestlers who the WWE wrestlers, what I'm saying, where there's a show to it too, you know, like a really big show. And so they're just trying to establish their position. That's like these fucking Beatles. They're just trying to establish their position. So they're not really, they're just flinging each other around like fucking, <laughs> like the Undertaker and Mankind, when they were throwing each other around, and I know that like they got hurt. I'm not saying they didn't. But, like, they live to tell about it. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, a gorilla fights an alligator. One of those two are not living to tell about that war story. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I thought it was kind of funny. that You just keep... You could... You, there's a bug that essentially just WWE's at, at its species every spring <laughs> to get laid. And then fucks off and gets food. <laughs> like, I don't know. But in between watching that stuff, I was all, I've also been reading like I've also been reading a lot of new books about ways new ways to think and stuff like that because I feel like I've gotten stagnant and complacent in how I live my life. So I want to make a drastic change, right? And I want to I know that this is a totally different subject, and it is. So thanks for thanks. Let's rewind that, Justin. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for, I hope you're enjoying the sesh. Thanks for joining me. And now we're going to move on <laughs> to books I've read. <laughs> not really. Not all the books I've read. I just read two books recently that uh, I have found have really helped me change the way that I think. And it's actually made me look at a lot of the things that I do very differently. And one of those books was called The Leader With No Name or The Leader With No Title. The Leader Without a Title. The book was called <laughs> The Leader Without a Title. And it was just a, a really good perspective of how to find uh, positivity and enjoyment in life in everything you do, but also being successful in your business life. And then it sort of, you know, like how, how changing how you think about that will change your overall attitude of everything, right? And... So I read that and I got really into like, yeah, I'm kind of looking at things the wrong way, you know, like I'm looking at too much. I'm looking at things too much like you did this to me versus I did that to myself. I mean, I've all, I also have, a, I also understand that I do, 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 do things like that where I like, you know, as even a normal per like anybody else, holy crap, this weed is just a nice sativa because my lips can't catch up to my thoughts, man. I know it sounds like I'm getting high and stupid, but it's not. I'm trying to say things <laughs> and my brain is going faster than my mouth. So here, I'm going to slow it down. I'm going to take a little puff of this and do this. What I'm trying to say is that there are many different ways to look at everything that you do in life. And if you're unhappy with the place that you're in in life, part of it could be the place that you're in. But the other part of it could be the way that you're thinking about the place that you're in. So changing your attitude towards what you can do to make things more fun and more positive for you is one of the best things that you could do for yourself. Because then everything you do becomes enjoyable as long as you are able to focus on what the main purpose is. And my main purpose 
was to find the fun in everything I do. Do things that were fun to me now versus things that I felt like I had to do for either money or because other people wanted me to or anything like that, okay? So the leader without a title was, a, it put me in a different uh, frame of mind to look at the business opportunities that I had or have or were trying to get, okay? And it's made everything much more easy to deal with because I'm not always um, jammed up with the bullshit because the way I was thinking before, I was jammed up with the bullshit and I couldn't focus on what needed to be focused on, okay? So that was one book. And then the other book I read is called, what the fuck is it called? Shit. Um, 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 oh, Why You're Dumb, Poor, and Sick. I can't remember who that's by, but you can look it up. If you just type in Why You're Dumb, Poor, and Sick, then you'll find it. But again, it was about how you look at, well, essentially it was how you look at money, right? And how the influences that you have or the influences that you were attracted to as a kid, then um, are starting, are, they, they, they're so ingrained in you that they're always in your subconscious and they're always leading the decisions that you make. And they're not necessarily the right decision to make. So a big part of it was you got to learn to lean into stuff. Actually, that was a big part of both these books is that some stuff that scares you, you need to lean into. And as I read this and I thought about this, I was thinking, yeah, one, you're right. There's a lot of ways that I think that are based on things that were told to me as a child or things that I, you know, I heard or listened to or absorbed as a child and how, and they have like sort of manifested into, uh, like a fucked up way of thinking now. Right. So that was one, one part of that book. Then the other part was that it would, um, it made me think about the fact that as a, as like a teenager and a 20 year old, I didn't really think about like consequences of shit. Right. So I didn't have that. I didn't always stray away from something because my gut was like, Oh, I don't like this. It's uncomfortable. In fact, I would do it. I would lean into it. Right. So in that, in the book, um, no, sorry. In both those books, man, I'm getting high again. I think the drink might be a hybrid because <laughs> it seems like it's leveling me out. Still tasty though. Holy cow. So, okay. So what I'm saying is in both these books, at the end of the, at the end of reading both of them and then moving on to a different one, I finally realized that the way that I was thinking was built on what I had thought of as a kid and I hadn't thought about it in a long time. So as soon as I recognized it based on what the book was telling me, um, I was able to adjust how I looked at certain things. I also felt like as a younger kid or a teenager, 20 year old, what would end up happening was I would, you know, find the fun and stuff and go for stuff, even if it made me uncomfortable. Whereas now I would like, if it even put like a, like a little bit of a tingle in my stomach, I'd be like, no, 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 that's not, I'm backing off and I wouldn't do it. So I would, I didn't realize if it, I didn't realize it was a fear. So then once that was recognized, it was like, oh, everything that I, that seems reasonable right? That I get that little bit of a, oh, this is uncomfortable. I lean into it and always think to myself, like, what, 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 what'll happen when I do this? 
as opposed to like this uh, what I think is this could be fun let's see what happens as opposed to thinking of all the bad shit that <laughs> that could go wrong you know what I mean and saying like no I don't want to be a part of that and since I've started doing that it's really it's really helped my perspective on a lot of things it's also helped me make decisions easier faster better with a you know with a with a real clear intent yeah so I recommend those two books. That's what I'm saying. I recommend... Okay, so here, let's go through this. Dude, I'm high. I will, again, I hope you're enjoying the sesh. I know this is random. <laughs> but sometimes that's what we get. We get random. And, uh, okay, wait, where was I going? Oh, dude. Okay, let me think for a second. I got this. Right. <laughs> I know that this is a random episode. But I guess what I wanted to say was, I think everybody should watch Animal Fight, Animal Fight Night on National Geographic on Disney Plus because, like, man, some of it is awesome, some of it is terrifying, <laughs> but it's the whole spectrum of emotions, okay? And also, you should read those two books because if you're even remotely into personal progress or, um, you know. Um, attempting to change and and better yourself as a human those two books are very good for that that's what i'm saying and you should check them out and what was the first one called the first one was called um the leader without a title and the second one is called why you're dumb <laughs> why you're dumb broke and sick i think is what it's called but yeah they're good they were good books they helped me readjust how i think about things like i said and uh, they've really put me on a much more positive path, I think, with everything that I'm doing. And everything, again, based on the idea that I can make, what can I do that's fun that will sustain what I, you know, where I want to go. So I recommend it. If you're in any position like me thinking like that, you should, you should read those for sure. If anybody has, uh, watching has any recommendations, I'll also take book recommendations. I love stuff like that. I love self-help, but like more... Here's a new way to think, as opposed to like, this is how you think about yourself better, you know? Because I'm pretty confident in myself, I think. <laughs> I hope you are too. Because as I say to everybody I meet, do you, man, and do you 100%. That's what I'm saying. And I'm also saying, it's ganja gong time. <laughs> That's right. It's time for weed facts. Weed facts, baby. These weed facts are about bongs. Because I thought they were pretty cool facts. And I was looking up bongs <laughs> one day. So these facts are from CannabisLifeNetwork.com. Nine thing, 19 things you didn't know about bongs. So weed fact number one. The, 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 I, every time I go to say the first fact, I fuck it up. I gotta practice, man. <laughs> weed fact number one. The first water pipes were made more than 2,400 years ago by our ancestors. In 2015, experts who were excavating a Russian Kurgan, which is, I guess, a fortress embankment or high grave, found a pair of gold bongs dating back to around 400 BC. These bongs were owned by a fierce nomadic group, I think it's pronounced the Scythians, who ruled the vast Eurasian territories. The bongs tested positive for both opium and cannabis. <laughs> so yeah, so the first bongs... A bo the bong's been around for over 2,400 years. Everybody likes to get high, man. Well, maybe not everybody, but people like to get high, man. 
what can I say? I totally like it because I'm a Bond guy, as you can tell by the opening of every episode. All right, weed fact number two. The second oldest bong uh, was discovered in Africa. Eleven pipes with cannabis residue were found in the caves of Ethiopia, dating back from 1100 and 1400 CE, or about 1500 years after the first primitive bongs were owned by the Scythians were believed to have existed. So there you go. So there's some little backup. So it was uh, the Scythians first, which were, what were they again? They were um, found in Russia. Okay. Those are the first ones. And the second ones were found in Africa. Everybody, and then I'm pretty sure somewhere in there, also Asia had, had was in on it too, man. <laughs> All right. Fact number, weed fact number three. Uh, artists and cannabis, look, oh man, I can't make it through all these without fucking up. <laughs> artist and cannabis lover Bob Snodgrass is credited for revolutionizing the way bongs were made. He invented a technique called fuming, coating the inside of the pipe with vaporized silver and other stuff that made glass pipe making an art. He's also known as the father of borosilicate, aka hard glass, pipes and smokeware. That's pretty cool. All right, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Sorry, I got nothing. <laughs> all right, uh, weed fact number four. We have four today. One of China's most powerful female rulers, Empress Dowager oh, Cixi from the Qing, Qing Dynasty, was found to have been buried with three of her most prized bongs. Cannabis was said to come from Central Asia with the Chinese among its avid users. So yeah, dude, even... Even empresses used a bong. They took it to the grave. That's how much they liked it. And then we stupidly legal, uh, you know, make it illegal. Now we bring it back. <laughs> so now it's all good. So everything I'm doing right now is legal. And thoroughly enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, man. So those are the weed facts for the week. I also have <laughs> some pretty crazy stories. So these are actually factual stories in the do for real segment. So dude, for real, this shit happened. <laughs> okay. This is from uh, viralnova.com. Creepy but true stories. Dude fact number one. The number 088 Zero with three eights. Okay, god damn it. I'm gonna try and do this right. <laughs> do fact number do for real fact number one. The number zero eight 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 dash eight 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 dash eight eight eight. There we go. I got it. Nailed it. Was discontinued for a dark, dark reason. Every single person who was given the number has died in the last ten years. <laughs> Two of the deaths were mob bosses who probably had it coming. <laughs> That's what they say. But uh, yeah, pho uh, phone companies still don't like the odds, so they discontinued it because apparently it's a magical death phone number. Crazy, eh? Do for real fact number two. In 1885, a man received a letter from his brother in the mail. However, dum dum dum. Wait, I had the dum 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 thing. However. Ha, 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 ha.
However, <laughs> uh, where was he? Uh, the brother had been dead for 13 years. The letter mentioned that his brother was mentally ill and would soon be coming to visit. When the man went and dug up his brother's coffin, he found it completely empty. Can you f believe that? <laughs> That's bananas, man. He, he dug up the coffin and it was empty. Let's do that again. <laughs> That's crazy. Dude for real fact number three. And the final dude for real fact for this week. Edward Mardrake was born with a second face. That's right. It was attached to the back of his head. The second face couldn't speak, but it could cough and cry separately from Edward's emotions. Dude, when you if you go to this, I'll put it, it'll be on Tots420.com under the Do For Real link. Go down to these do facts and... That's what I'm saying. He has a, If you go... Okay, so it the camera just switched over again. So here we go. <laughs> so if you go to the website, Tots420... If you go to my website, Tots420.com, you go to the Do For Real Facts um, link. I'll put this up there. But if you go to that one, you can actually see the guy with the face on the front and the face on the back. Yeah, it's crazy, and it and it it laughs and cries and and coughs. It could laugh and cry separately from him. That's fucked. So Edward, uh, he he called his face the Devil Twin, and then he ended up unfortunately killing himself at the age of twenty three because the doctors refused to remove it from his skull. I mean, it probably would have killed him. If you look at the picture, it's pretty crazy. But yeah. Those are the do for real facts of the weed facts for this week. Those are my thoughts off the stem for this week. I want to thank you for joining me, Justin Baroni, on your Friday at 420 to kick off your weekend. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you come back next week with me and thoughts off the stem uh, on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you get a podcast, YouTube, Good Pods. WeTube, um, yeah, anywhere you get a pod, a pod chaser, yeah, wherever you get a podcast, it's out there, because I put it out there, baby, and check out Tots420.com, get your hoodies, get your hats, get some new, there's some new t-shirts in there, weed some Ollie and keep your lids low, baby, <laughs> that's right, so until next time, keep your lids low, baby.